What if you could be doing something smarter with your money that creates income now? If you're wanting to get ahead financially and enjoy greater freedom of choice, if you want a comfortable retirement and you know you'll have more choices if you can do more with your money now, if you've wondered who else is creating ways to make their money work for them and you want actionable ideas with honest pros and cons and no fluff, welcome to the Richer Geek Podcast. We're here helping people find creative ways to build wealth and financial freedom. I'm Mike Stoller, and in this podcast, you'll hear from others who are already doing these things and learn how you can too. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of The Richard Geek. We're uh, happy to have Grace Mills with us today. She is uh, she's going to take a new advertising platform and introduce it to us. Uh, everyone's always heard of, you know, the VAs and the outbound calls. Well, she has found a way and she has coached almost 300 people in this new way. And she is the new face and coach of REI Radio 2.0. How you doing, Grace? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for having me on today, Mike, and hello out there to your audience as well. Absolutely. So tell us a little bit about your background and how you got into the wholesaling or the, or the real estate and then decided that Radio 2.0 would be the, the way to bring everyone. Oh, absolutely. Um, so I got my start kind of wearing a couple of different hats. You know, like anyone else, I'm uh, you know, in college, I'm struggling to make money <laughs> and, and balance out, you know, courses. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had a sister that said, hey, you ever try like maybe work at home jobs? And I tried like a telemarketing and forgive me if, you know, I probably harass your phones. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that was probably me. Um, you know, I got my start actually in, you know, the oldest marketing form of the book is telemarketing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got good at it, but bored in the same you know, sense. Um, and I went, oh, you know, I've always had an interest in real estate. I ended up seeing like a random, you know, job advertisement for real estate investors going, hey, I need some help with maybe calling through my leads. And so I dove in and I started off as like prospecting, um, you know, kind of working hand in hand with the acquisition managers to help with any anything that I could do to help quick their close your you know their deals closed out. In exchange, I got to learn a lot about um, real estate while simultaneously still being able to come play with, you know, I was studying mass communications um, at that particular point. So I could have taken it into marketing and any anything that I wanted to get my hands on. Um, I ended up working for um, you know, some of you may be familiar with Chris Arnold and his investment company. So I spent about seven, eight years there. Um, and again, I started off by calling leads talked to so many people that I kept hearing a lot of pain points. And I went, hey, you know, who's doing our marketing? Um, or what's happening with the marketing? I'm picking up on a lot in conversations. I always love talking to people. If you let people talk long enough, they'll tell you everything you need to know about them and then some. Um, and so as I was, you know, doing a lot of prospecting, I'm like, ooh, we could play with this. Ooh, you know, I'm hearing, you know, different uh, uh, pointers. Um, so I ended up convincing, you know, my uh, director at the time to let me take over marketing while simultaneously still studying marketing. Marketing at the same time. Um, fast forward, I say about seven, eight years of 
being the director of marketing for that actual investment company, while also being able to help other investors just through you know, my uh, director's um, network. Um, and through that process, I got to tinker and play with all things marketing, um, which I love. Again, I love talking to people and I love learning new things. So it was like the perfect position. Um, and I tried, you know, we played with everything, cold calling, uh, PPC leads, um, you know, even something, you know, as I would call it as like pay per lead, um, which are kind of like PPC companies that'll do the work for you slightly, but that's, <laughs> that's a different, that's a different lane there, but um, direct mail, all anything under the sun, got to a point maybe where direct mail and some of our cold calling started to go a little dry um, and we were like, hey, well, what's going on? What can we potentially play with somewhere in between my you know, uh, seven year run there? Um, and we started really focusing and hammering out radio, which my director had started prior to me getting on there, but no one had the time. A lot of people have a hard time trying to explore um, a new channel. So there's a couple of things you wanna learn there, you know, like, oh, you know that there's gonna be a learning curve and it's just like, do I wanna, when I have to risk the time and maybe the money there, I took it completely over and was like, hey, I'm, I'm happy <laughs> to dive in this world. Found that radio honestly was the least competitive marketing channel out there for investors um, trying to actually find sellers. Um, and you can turn on your radio now in, and just listen to the ads. You're not going to catch it. You'll probably catch a couple of realtors out there pitching retail services. Um, and then sometimes people will go, well, hey, if there's already a realtor there, I probably don't need to be there. I'm like, no, that's actually a great sign to be there because not everyone cares to go through the retail process. A lot of people think, you know, they want the retail price, but then when you explain all of the, you know, showings and, <laughs> and you subtract out the commission that the agent is potentially going to get, you know, the seller goes, oh, never mind. Maybe, no, if you have a quicker um, option for me to play with that gets me paid and gets this property off of my hands, I'll still take that and radio ended up being just that it's an inbound marketing channel so those leads are actually coming to us for a change um and for those of you out there maybe with acquisition managers if, or if you're not at that point um inbound marketing leads uh will make everybody much happier doesn't require you to pull as much teeth um or <laughs> or maybe as much hunting um to you know kind of get that uh that lead down but that's in a in a nutshell of how i you know, it kind of got started and, and got to this particular point. So when you do the marketing on the radio, are you looking for people that, you know, behind on their payments or uh, you know, are, are you going more on the wholesale side or are you going just trying to find someone who wants to sell their house? What What is your uh, target market when you do radio? Yeah, that's a great question. So our company was purely just focused on um, act on the wholesaling side. Now, of course, you know, I still have students, you know, once we, uh, I kind of got it down to a science because to, in all honesty, it gets down to rinse and repeat. Once you know who to look for and you know what to say and you know where to find them, it's rinse and repeat and you can keep mm -hmm. growing from station to station from there. Um, and the lucky thing is that a lot of radio stations are operated by some of those same national companies or at least training the sales reps by the same company. So you start to hear the same exact thing. So I do have, you know, students who maybe were like, hey, I don't know if I care to go jumping into wholesaling, but I do have a real estate license. Maybe I want to help do this and, and grow my retail business. Works the same way. Again, maybe just tailoring their actual message on the radio, the same way you would tailor it on the um, wholesale side. So yes, in, in that, um, you know, in your phrasing, you would be looking to say, hey, I buy houses um, cash and then list out some, you know, pain points. And 
if I had to kind of summarize it, think about maybe the you know top three or four uh, pain points that someone potentially could run into of why they would need to buy sell for cash in the first place. Well, maybe there's time. There's a time sensitivity. Maybe they are they would like the idea of hey, I can get your home. You know, we can get a cash offer to you, and you know, give us a call right now. We'll give you an offer on the phone. We close in as little as X Y Z time frame. Mm -hmm. You're selling them on the fact that their pain point is time sensitivity. Mm -hmm. um, another issue is that again, not everyone cares to deal with multiple showings on their property. <laughs> you know, again, they want the retail price. Not everything that comes included with that. That's another selling point that maybe could be even um, included in your ad. And on high, I highly recommend things like that as well. Like, hey, um, you know, not only are we um, fast, but we don't need to walk through your property. You don't need to do multiple showings. Maybe we only do it once. Or, hey, you could send us a, um, you know, a video walkthrough of your home or take pictures, especially post-pandemic. Believe me, during the pandemic, that was tricky. You know, people are like, uh, I need to sell my property, but do I want people coming inside my home? I'm like, no, just here, take your phone. <laughs> you know, we'd walk them through, hey, here's you need to include in the video or hey if you take pictures here's the pictures that i need to see um in terms of hot spots and if they did not own a, an actual camera what we actually would do in some of our acquisition managers is call them on facebook and do a facebook video call and walk them through the same process so yeah that's it that's interesting you know i never thought about um how those type of you know like covid and the pandemic, I can see how people would not want to do that. And I think having them go through uh, with the camera and, you know, actually, if you can do it where it's live and, you know, that would be really, really good. Um, what are some of the things that you've learned once you've started that it's like, oh, boy, you know, it's like, what are some of the pain points on the radio? You know, have you, have you gotten into some situations that you've really learned from? Um, in terms of the sellers, you mm -hmm. know, as they were calling in. Yeah, um, and the, the sellers, number one, and then number two, it's like, oh, I need to adjust the ad this way because I'm not getting any action. Oh, absolutely. And I would tell, this is a big thing. Um, a lot of people, when you're diving it or trying to think about radio stations, the first mistake is made in the selection of the station. Some people try no. and approach it too generically. I mean, believe me, uh, you know, this is why I tell people at a minimum, I love to add value. If I can save you some time and some money, uh, you know, I got put in a hot seat. You're like, hey, Grace, this didn't actually pan out. Why didn't that, you know, you said this was going to work. Why didn't that actually happen? And I had to go back to the drawing board and head scratch. Like, why didn't this work? And it turns out there was a lot of data missing. You cannot approach radio and think generically like, hey, or maybe the most popular station in my market is exactly what I need to get on. Or, oh, I, I think I need to hit blue collar people. Let me pick up a country station. It's not that simplistic. It's not complicated, mm -hmm. but you do need a little more data just to make sure you cover your basis to truly understand. And the thing with radio stations is that they all like to cover audiences and all audiences will vary. So if I take a country station, for example, yes, there are country stations that reach very blue collar, you know, your regular everyday American. Absolutely. However, there are also the country stations that reach very affluent mm -hmm. um, audiences. If you know that I am chasing people who are potentially in sticky situations or, you know, maybe not so cookie cutter scenarios, 
um, who are more likely to take my cash offer. That's usually how it works. Not telling you that rich people don't have problems <laughs> or, you know, people in, uh, you know, high income brackets, you know, would not sell for cash. You know, in my experience, um, it's more teeth pulling to get them to actually do it. They're usually the ones that are going to argue about their, you know, retail. And as they should, if you're more well-versed in that, mm -hmm. totally understand that. But if you know that you're coming in to invest, you know, wholesaling and potentially picking up a radio station to really just drive the wholesaling side of your business, then you have to be very careful about aligning the actual station to with your actual target audience. News talk stations can be the same mm -hmm. thing. Um, I made that mistake, believe me. Um, going, hey, well, hey, I know I need to reach, uh, maybe there's an age demographic, right? For us, we were like, hey, uh, I'd rather focus on maybe 45, 50 and up. Okay, well, let's grab a news talk station. Well, that blew back in my face. <laughs> Yes, again, same thing. Slight, there's the potential that that audience could be slightly more um, affluent. And actually, what I ended up learning is that some of my potential buyers were on those stations, but not the seller, right? So I could actually grow my buyers list by hitting some of those people. But if I was looking for the actual seller, that's not the actual station. You have to be very careful to align it. Um, you know, and stations have this data. Are they going to be super open about, <laughs> you know, and honest and upfront initially? No, you know, a sales representative at the radio station mm -hmm. um, who is, you know, taking in those phone calls and, and fielding potential business from you. They're a sales representative. Don't get lost in the radio lingo or the smooth talk, um, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know. But in there, their end goal is to get you signed up with something and get you spending some money. And then if it doesn't work out, then they'll say, hey, oh, I'm so sorry. Right. And radio, there's no, you know, they're not going to refund you. If you say, hey, you made an right. agreement to run for blah, blah, blah amount of times on this station and it didn't work for you, the sales rep is actually going to blame you. They're going to say, oh, wow, I'm so sorry to hear that that didn't work out for you. Um, when in reality, they probably set you up from the very beginning for failure by not helping you actually get the target correct. And why is that is a lot of sales reps just don't have a lot of, they don't have a deep understanding of real estate, let alone the type of audiences you potentially need to be in front of. Because the audience that you need to get in front of if you're a realtor and looking for retail is one group of people. The audience who is potentially going to sell their homes for cash so you can actually buy it wholesale, that is a different demographic as well. Those are not the same people. Um, radio stations, again, like I said, for most people, you're kind of diving in generically. Sometimes the sales representative, even at the radio station, as knowledgeable as they are about radio, they are missing the real estate and at least the wholesaling knowledge to combine that for the best experience. Mm -hmm. Now, are these, do you focus on one radio station or do you? tell your students you know do 30 second ads on like five different ones or do you focus on just one at a time what's what's your plan look like that's a really really great question and um twofold is i actually highly recommend especially as a new advertiser for students is starting with 60 second ads two mm. things there why um one you really do want enough time to spread out the pain points it, Again, post-pandemic, you have to imagine a lot of the pain points that maybe someone was dealing with a couple of years ago has started to shift and there are extra pain points in there. Of why else should I do it? Um, so you want enough time to really like space those things out of like who you are, what you do, what you provide as a service, how to contact you, pain point. And then a follow-up to that pain point. What do you do with that pain point? Hey, are you looking to, you got junk in your home? No problem, I'll buy it. Because that is a thing. Some people may say, hey, I do wanna sell my property. It doesn't look the prettiest. Um, yeah, I buy ugly houses. <laughs> you got an ugly mm -hmm. house, I'll take it. And <laughs> you got a donkey house, you know, I'll take it. You got a stubborn tenant, I'll deal with it. 
all of those little things. You have to have the pain point and then, you know, helping them understand if they do indeed call you what that looks like. So I say 60 seconds to get the message across. Secondly, attention spans are very short. <laughs> yeah. As you, you know, um, and in my experience, I find that most 30 second ads, especially when you're a new advertiser, you're trying to fight a couple of different variables. You're new, you're, um, you know, you're coming on a station where listeners may not even be familiar with your service. Um, and so their learning curve is going to, they're like, who are you and what do you do? They're learning you and learning this new service at the same time while simultaneously like listening to you to build up some actual credibility. That can go by so quickly in a 30 second ad, you know, um, and then they're distracted by whatever comes next. You know, you could say, sell your house from, you know, cash to me today. And then right after your ad, here is an advertisement about, um, are your kids making a lot of noise? Do you want to get them in summer camp? And then the next ad is, do you have a, a hole in your roof or do you, you know, your, your windshield wiper need repair? And then mm -hmm. you're sitting in the car going, yeah, the kids in the back seat could go somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and looking at your windshield and going, yeah, I could get my windshield repaired. So it's not that, you know, they won't sell their house for cash. It's that they get distracted. So that 60 second ads is allowing you to get your message across and also blocking out their intention span. 60 seconds mm -hmm. is a, a lot of time from them to hear your point, hear how to contact you and start dialing you. And many of our leads actually will call while the ad is still actually playing. Mm -hmm. They're like, oh, let me grab this number. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's very interesting. It, you know, I've hadn't even thought about it. You know, I've had bird dogs and the mass mailers and you know how much and i've done those personally and i'm like man how how much time could i save if i just <laughs> got all these people in uh and once you know just because everyone listens to radio mm -hmm. um but yeah i think it's just amazing so talk us through what you're doing now as far as uh the, the coaching side and, you know, is it online? Is it uh, take us through the whole thing and where those people can find your courses or whatever you do? Absolutely. Um, so again, I'm a huge value add uh, person. You can always just, you know, look me up on Facebook if you want to just start getting a feel for it. Um, you know, it's, you know, Facebook and then my page is literally Grace Mills REI. Uh, 2.0, R-E-I 2.0. Mm -hmm. um, um, of course, now my coaching program, I, in coaching, in terms of coaching, I really like to make sure that I prep students as much as possible. Um, again, I find that a lot of sales reps, and I have to kind of warn people this, I'm like, a sales rep is a sales rep, no matter what suit they have on. So don't, you know, the radio sales rep, you know, sometimes can dress so nicely and, you know, talk so smoothly that you're going to take their word for everything. You have to be very careful again that they lack expertise and fully understanding where you need to be. So um, the program that I actually run is um, I'm actually a coach on wholesaling Inc. Um, I think a fellow of my coach actually hopped on your podcast for an hour or so. <laughs> oh yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Um, so <laughs> Whereas Brent focused on uh, land, I focus mm -hmm. on radio. So if you go over to wholesalinginc.com forward slash radio, um, you will drop down into my page. And if you have any questions, anything that we can help you with, feel free to just, you know, you can always schedule a call. I'm not one to encourage people to, um, you know, do something that's not the best fit for your business, right? Mm -hmm. If you're still trying to sort that out, 
a phone call might be way easier. Google is only going to get some, you know, so far we're trying to understand like where you should be in your business and if maybe radio would work or not and where that would be pricing. Um, in the program itself, um, I literally walk through students through the entire process, who to contact, how to contact them. I leave in a clip it's you know time is money um <laughs> you know if i can speed that process up and then um what i would definitely put emphasis on is that pricing radio is important in terms of negotiating and that's a huge piece of mm. the program um and just so that your audience knows as well there is almost like a wholesale and retail to radio pricing um so if you were to call a radio station today and just start a random conversation guarantee you not only are you going to get the the retail price but they're going to tack like an extra price on there because it's the salesperson right like they're like oh you you know you know the manager may have said like oh we're not running you know for anything less than 200 bucks and i'm just making that number up mm -hmm. um and you know the sales rep gets on the phone with you and says yeah you know my number is 250. <laughs> just for a little razzle dazzle there. But uh, yes, the course will, I like, you know, coaching students through the entire process of who to contact, how to negotiate it and really get the best price possible. Uh, and then taking it a step further and you understanding what really needs to be in an ad, because that's a make or break. If you get the station wrong, if you negotiate it incorrectly, you know, that those are sticky situations to be in and very hard for you to kind of rescue yourself once you're in it. Um, and then thirdly is what is in the ad and the delivery with the ad as well, because some of the ads can be overdone and underdone, uh, believe me or, or not. You can go energetic, you want to create urgency, but if you go full OxyClean guy and screw, yeah. you know, kind of screaming, you're going to scare <laughs> someone away. It doesn't sound very genuine. And again, you're dealing with people maybe were not so cute situations. They want to at least feel like um, it's relatable and that this is a comfortable place for me to come and share whatever it is that I'm going through. So um, the course, yes, covers all of that. I even include script examples for radio ads, you know, just in case maybe you're getting stuck there. I work one-on-one -on -one with students if they want to get a little creative. I've literally had a student um, go to like a local hip hop artist in his uh, area and literally create like his own, uh, <laughs> you know, 60 second uh, song um, with his advertising points all still included. Hit all his pain points, just had a very nice jingle and, and ring to it. So, yeah. <laughs> wow. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's amazing. And it's, it's so funny. With the, I don't know how the OxyClean guy just sells and sells and sells because I'm like, oh, here's the mute button immediately when I hear that voice. But, you know, the I've learned and, and everyone that I've talked to in real estate uh, has said that the wording and how you come across is so important. Uh, you can have all the knowledge and all the experience in the world, but if you can't convey those talking points uh, across, then people are just going to tune you out. And, you know, I, I've learned that within the first five seconds, you've got to hit something that says, okay, wait, what are they talking about? And, and listen, it, it's so important. Um, I did not know that the radio salespeople were that. I mean, what are some of the other things that you have to really watch for in negotiating the price? But I just figured, hey, you want a 60-second ad? Okay, boom, negotiate the price and you're done. You know, there's like time slots. And, you know, have you found that there's other variables that are very important in that negotiation? I, absolutely. And this is something that I, I got an opportunity to, again, like back in my director marketing days that I got to, I took the hard way um, and learned the hard way, but I tinkered with those things of like, is there, you know, what could we play with? And absolutely. Um, what people miss as well as frequency. So how often you're playing. 
that can be overdone and underdone as well. Um, there are certain stations and, and you know, what I kind of teach students is we look at the size of the station. That's one, that's the first way that I teach them how to buy is understand, and there's like six different measurements. So, you know, you could say to a sales rep, hey, you know, can you show me the size of your audience? Oh my gosh, are you gonna just be like overwhelmed with random, like 10 different reports that make absolutely no sense. And then you're gonna miss the fine print. Sales reps are like anyone else, you gotta mm -hmm. watch them on fine print. Um, <laughs> Uh, or they'll try and use a bunch of big words to kind of confuse you and make it sound like, you know, it's more complicated than what it is. But um, I like to teach students to kind of watch the size of the audience because that's where your return is. If there's the, the size of the audience is one thing, then, you know, why would you be paying uh, 12 times that amount, you know, in terms of a marketing? You're not, you're, there's no return there, you know? <laughs> mm -hmm. um, and so it's the same thing kind of with understanding um, frequency and how often you you know, could run or how often you may or may not uh, be able to run. Um, if you do not run enough, people can't hear you. Um, if you run too much, you're going to actually annoy uh, the actual mm -hmm. uh, listeners, believe me, and then it actually, it, it hurts you. Um, in the same frame, um, you know, if this makes sense, if you're played too close together, it can also hurt you as well, depending on the way that that station is laid out and the actual demographic. And so um, it sounds a lot more complicated, but again, um, my course really like cleanly explains and, and actually provides the examples that you need as a guideline um, because it is that is where the learning curve kind of hurts people the most. It's like, all right, well, where exactly um, should I be looking for or looking less? And again, I, I learned the hard way. Um, I've had uh, some students come to me and say, hey, well, I tried radio previously in the past and it didn't work out. And I'll look at their schedule and I'm going, well, you know, your sales rep for one shoved like 13 ads within like a three hour time frame. And they're like, oh, that's a bad thing. I'm like, yeah, well, why would you want to pay for advertising? And then really all they gave you was two hours worth of advertising. And they crammed 13 ads all into that one space. You didn't actually get any wiggle room. You know, what if mm -hmm. someone was, um, <laughs> you know, available the next hour? You didn't even know. The sales rep didn't even give you that opportunity. They just kind of crammed it all together. Um, and there was no guarantee nor any data showing that playing 13 ads back to back so close together was actually going to even work to your benefit with this particular hmm. audience. Yeah, it, <laughs> sounds, it sounds like, you know, you really need, you know, ladies and gentlemen, if you're thinking about this, you know, it, it's a lot of money to fail. So why not use an expert uh, like Grace? And, you know, it's I, I've learned that my mentors and my business coaches and things like that have just save my butt after I've failed. You know, it's like, well, let me fail a couple of times and finally I'm like, okay, I'll spend the money, you know, and, and do it the right time. But it took me um banging my head a few times. Um one last question before we go. Have you how about um like non-radio kind of you know what do you call it like you know the iHearts and, and and then some of the the other types of things uh, those types of radios, Pandora's and things like that. Have you looked at that or do you just kind of concentrate on the regular radio dial? Now that's a really great question, which you're hitting on is streaming. Um, yeah, you know, streaming. Like platforms. Um, I tell you that, you know, when you think about radio as a product from the sales representative side, there's only been so many things that they can sell. Um, and so I'd say in the last like three years, they have creatively tried to go, okay, now we need to sell digital products. Um, and a lot of your traditional radio stations now also at least have a partnership or 
you know, hired someone internally to um, create streaming as well. So, you know, if you were going into a station, they'll say, hey, yeah, like, you know, here's our traditional to be on the radio. And then here's streaming that will, you know, when people log on, you know, to their website or the app for that actual station, you know, similar to iHeart, um, mm -hmm. that these people will hear this specific set of streaming advertisers separately than what's being played on. Um, the actual radio. I would tell you that in my experience, um, and uh, data is always changing, and I highly encourage students to check in terms of data. In my experience, those audiences are still very young um, in terms of, especially for streaming radio stations. Um, and so again, that's where you have to be super clear on like, who exactly am I getting myself in front of? Mm -hmm. And where are they? Um, and then what is the best message to convey to them once I'm actually there? Uh, but I would find that streaming um, and the other, you know, catch 22 there is because it's so new, you will find it'll sound like, you know, everyone's looking into streaming and so should you. Um, so, you know, everyone's going to yeah. say, oh, you're missing out. You need to um, plug in streaming. But with radio, that can be very tricky, again, if that's not your target audience. Um, um, with traditional radio, just like I mentioned before, collecting as much data as possible, just like there's different age demographics that are listening, different income brackets, mm -hmm. there is no guarantee that you're actually in front of a homeowner's audience on radio as well. That is a mm -hmm. thing. Some, some radio stations, no rhyme or reason, cater more to renters. If you're not trying to get yourself into renters, you have to be clear on that data. And that would be the same thing with streaming. It's like, and streaming again is something that's so new that they have very little data or at least it's growing in some places. Mm -hmm. that's, that's my experience. It's, it's a little young, but if you can find your target audience, feel free to <laughs> you know, potentially play with it. I prefer securing traditional radio advertising mm -hmm. terms first then going streaming because streaming yeah. is so cheap and so easy to be sold um, that it doesn't actually mean that it was what's truly best for your business. It just meant it was a cheaper option. Cheap doesn't always mean good. Yeah. And it seems like if I'm going after homeowners, then I'd get probably the hours that I think maybe the commute in my area yeah. going to work and going, you know, coming from work kind of hit those spots, you know, I think would be the best, you know, is that what you're finding instead of, you know, during the day when people should be working, but now, you know, everyone's kind of working from home and not going to work. So maybe they have <laughs> the radio on, you know, while they're, they're doing their, their online work, but. Uh, that's a, yeah, that's a great point. Cause sometimes I can worry you're like, are people really listening to the radio? And this is mm -hmm. why I tell people to buy it based on the size of the audience, because that data is um, at a minimum, it's pulled every 30 days. And so I like to watch for dips in listenership. I'm going, are you on a decline? Is it remaining steady? I mean, what I actually look at and encourage students to pull is about 90 days worth of data. Now, again, though, you still have the opportunity to pull, you know, last month's data 100% itself. And I don't mind looking at that. But to truly gauge where you should be negotiating and if it's something that you're pursuing, Yes, absolutely. I would definitely always have those reports pulled. Sales reps have them. Again, like I said, though, they're going to try and pretend like they don't know what you're talking about. Mm -hmm. um, you know, initially, because once you are aware of what to look for and you understand, you know, that there is data tracking the audience sizes and maybe the shifts in terms of the audience types, you know, as in homeowners, things like that. I have all of those numbers pulled <laughs> mm -hmm. and, you know, walk, you know, my students through how to read them and then follow up with a sales rep to say, hey, but they don't usually have the luxury of, of staying home. Those are usually the people that are, are out and about and doing mm -hmm. um, work. You know, they're definitely more likely to end up doing a lot of the blue collar work. They don't have the luxury of staying home. Mm -hmm. At some point, they're going to end up leaving home. 
Well, well, it's, you know, it's been fascinating, Grace. I appreciate you coming on today. Everybody, again, Grace Mills, and it's REI Radio 2.0, and you can find her at Grace at WholesalingInc.com, and also on Facebook, anywhere else. Yep, uh, and again, the, my program is Wholesaling Inc. forward slash radio. Um, Facebook page, Grace Mills REI 2.0. So real estate investing REI 2.0. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. Everybody, if you've thought about, um, you know, perhaps your bird dogs and your direct mailing is not working, well, maybe the radio is the way you need to go. Thank you so much, Grace, and I uh, appreciate you coming on today. Thanks for tuning in to the Richer Geek Podcast, where we're helping others find creative ways to build wealth and financial freedom. For today's show notes, including all the links and resources from our show and more information about our guests, visit us at www.therichergeek.com slash podcast. And don't forget to jump over to Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts and hit the subscribe button. Share with others who could benefit from listening and leave a rating and review to get the podcast in front of more eyes. I appreciate you and thanks for listening.